When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on the Simply Human podcast. Well, I have a I have what I call a, a simple nine-word resume. Ready for this? Ready. So, um, engineer by training. Okay. Writer by profession. And writer by avocation. <laughs> See, like, can you can you teach that just that? It's episode two hundred thirty-seven of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Dr. Jeff Gusky, board-certified emergency physician now on the front lines against COVID-19. Dr. Gusky is also a renowned national guru. <laughs> Pull the whole thing up. National Geographic <laughs> photographer and explorer. His discoveries, Rick, and photographs are now featured at the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture. Um, so when I'm reading over his bio, you weren't on this call. This is last Monday, a week ago. Uh, you weren't on the call. And I'm reading over his bio as I'm getting ready to do the call. And I'm thinking, I think this guy knows that we're not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there trying to get like information to a ton of people about covid and yeah. like hey listen we got like four people yeah so. and it's like he's been on like all these all the major networks and has been on all these shows and i'm like <laughs> he's on our crack i know show. i was like <laughs> i felt i felt like like emailing gotcha. him yeah emailing him and being like hey um not to be rude but i don't think you want to be on our show yeah listen this is a huge waste of time yeah. for you pat so, but my coworker won't even show up uh, because yeah. of the playoff hockey game. On. <laughs> and so it was a very interesting conversation. I'm just, we're just gonna put it out there, and, and you know, you uh, do your research and stuff. We talk a lot about humidity, indoor humidity, as it relates to COVID uh, transmission between people. It's very, very interesting conversation. He was in, he's in Dallas. So when you oh. see his uh, his background was the Dallas skyline, and I was like, hey. I know that skyline. That's bragging montage. I know what that building <laughs> that, is. That's the Green Monster and Reunion Tower. And you must be in Dallas. And he was like, I am. He lives uh, in like Turtle Creek area. Well, well. Cue the Vivaldi music. So, so right. Who would have thought a doctor lives in a fancy part of town? <laughs> right. Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah, I don't live in a box. Yeah. I live in a huge mansion. <laughs> Hold on. Crosstalk. Uh, I'm going to write down a crosstalk because I have breaking COVID news on the COVID breaking. show. Okay. It is September 3rd at 8.40 p.m. That's the breaking news. Okay. I'll give you that. So on Friday, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say what or how. I don't want to get in, you know, drag anyone's name through the butt. My <laughs> older girls were exposed to Raphael Septian. <laughs> Just kidding. You don't know who that is, Google it, and you'll find that Mark is making a tasteless joke. <laughs> so, my, my, <laughs> or you could just look at my eyes when he said that and how they went. 
<laughs> That'll be the and remember just your reaction yeah. when your eyes went. <laughs> um, so they were around someone who uh, on Friday who tested positive for COVID over the weekend. Okay. Okay. So they didn't know on Friday, but over and the and this person there, so. there was no it was like no mask within six feet. It was all the stuff, right? So they are and it's it's but I'll, I'll explain off air. It was uh, yeah. it makes sense when you hear of it. Somebody I know, right? No, it's not actually. Okay. So. We hear about this on Tuesday, right? So they were exposed on Friday. So we had to go like, okay, I called a pediatrician. Here's the deal. He's like, yeah, the older girls are primary contacts, which means they need to be out of school for 14 days. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Because they were in direct contact with this person. Right. So we go get the girls. I get them out of school. They made it six days of school. (sighs) They were so excited. I get, I, know. Him, I get them out of school, and I tell them, and my sixth grader is just, I mean, it's just like, whatever you want. What do you want to go to lunch? Raising canes? You want ice cream? Whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hunter got it's Legos. A salad bowl full of M&M's <laughs> and yeah. a spoon. Well, uh, this, okay, well, th- I'll get to this. So I bring them home. <laughs> that was uh, Tuesday, okay? Yeah, Tuesday. Simply Human's own Dylan, who lives right down the street, Mm-hmm. Their kids are all the same age. Their two of their three kids were also in the same thing, and they were exposed to the same person. Okay. So Tuesday night, we were like, "We're all kind of in the same boat here. Come on down the street, Taco Tuesday. Just let's have dinner. You know, whatever. Quarantine together. Yeah, because we're all in this. Yes. Yeah. So we had dinner. They came over here. The whole family were just having dinner. We. We were with them all weekend. We vacationed with them. We're like, we're very, they're like a family as far as like the, the closeness, you know. We find out today that Dylan's wife tested positive. She tested positive three hours ago. Way to go. You guys gave her COVID, you idiot. No, they gave us. So now, <laughs> so so it was just two of our five were primary contacts. Now all five of all us. Of you. Our yeah. primary, and now our our uh, clock restarts from Tuesday. <laughs> so yikes! So here's so, so well, here's another thing. So Tuesday, we take the kids out of school. Wednesday morning, Jen wakes me up six o'clock. Hope's got fever. She says she aches all over. I was like, "All right, here we go. We did it." So I take her to the doctor. She tests positive for strep. <laughs> Thank God. I know. We did it. I know. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Confetti poppers. Like something we something we know. Yeah, you know. Something we've had uh had experience with. So hey so one of the kids has strep. And and then so but every, but she now it's like it's two days later. She feels fine, everything's fine, like everybody's good. Now we're just like waiting, you know. So we have fourteen days Gosh. of COVID. But it's that's the thing, it's just like inching Closer and closer. So you don't leave the house at all, right? Um, yeah. Well, not now. You know. Yeah. So, and if I do, if I have to, for like, I mean, we got, we just got groceries today, like from the uh, curbside. Okay. Cur- okay. So, like, they okay. bring them out to you. So, now I'm, 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 I am taking my son out to our farm tomorrow, which I told you about. But it's just gonna be me and him. We're the only, we're the only ones out there. So, okay. we're just gonna go out there and just be alone. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. I'm just kidding. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up your sarcasm. I'm not sure why. <laughs> so we actually do need to do that at some point. Yes, but not when you're, you know, a primary primary carriers of a deadly disease. I'm a primary suspect. 
I would agree with that. Um, I also have. A, what do you do? So, do you are you going to work from home? Or are you just like taking two weeks off? How yeah, are you doing yeah, this? I'll work from home. So, like, you know. Th- oh man. For most <laughs> now, and Jen's also trying to teach, and then we've got like the like we just there's just a lot to juggle. But it's like we kind of have like quarantine practice from the spring, yeah. you know. So, you know, I've like updated all my work people, and it's like, all right, here's the deal. And so I already have like two of my employees that have had it. Uh, so Oof. it's already. You know, we're getting there. But anyway, COVID. And then we're going to talk to Dr. Gusky about COVID and stuff. Um, so this I will say this. You have enough COVID going on. I know. Right now. You won't understand this, Rick. Listeners, okay. when we get to talking about humidity in the show, and I go get the humidity, and my indoor humidity was 40%. Tonight, it's at 50 so it took us a while, but we got our indoor humidity up to 50%. And you'll just have to listen to it. You the want show. it up. Yeah, you want indoor humidity to be between 50 and 60% indoor. <laughs> Crazy. You'll you'll learn about it in just a minute. In other news, you didn't see my Facebook post, did you, about the thing on the ground in my house? Yes. Did you? So, Roger. The I didn't tw- click through any of the. There were already like 20 comments, really? and I was like, I don't have time. So, so. my 12-and-a-half-year-old beagle's mouth has is it just a is the eighth layer of Dante's hell. It is you can't even like if he's like laying under you and he starts like panting, it's like oh, did I just diarrhea Indian food into my diaper? Like uh <laughs> episode sixty. Um <laughs> I was say, call back to like yeah. hundred and fifty <laughs> episodes ago. And uh and it's his he's just his mouth. And he he's already had fourteen <laughs> teeth extracted because of his mouth. Like I took him in to get a cleaning. Like they all anesthetize the dog. Well, that's a bad way to say that. They'll put him under anesthesia and clean. That's, ba- that's the way you say that. Well, anesthetize. But that's isn't that when they like kill them? They is that no? Youth- that's euthanize. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's that's the worst thing ever. But um, so they anesthetized him and cleaned his teeth out. And then when I went to pick him up, they were like, "Oh, by the way, uh, we extracted Oof. fourteen of his teeth." Because they were so rotten, okay? And that's been like two years ago. So his remaining teeth are continue to rot in this hell, like, um, It's like Roger's mouth is uh, 2020. Yes. The year of 2020 is the inside of his mouth. And he was like walking like into the kitchen today and just like went. And one of his huge like back molars just went. It <laughs> just fell out of I have his those mouth. nightmares all the time. I know. Like, I just have teeth that just fall it's out. It's always my front teeth. Can I, uh, speaking of dental news. Yes. Uh-oh. Breaking dental news. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I don't know what that is. That does not look like a tooth. Gosh. I was thinking it was like some sort of like giant booger. <laughs> I went to the dentist for my cleaning this week. I have not been in about three six, and a half six years months. Or six so. months. Oh wait, no, you're supposed to go every six months. Oh, I know. <laughs> and uh, so, like three and a half years ago, I needed a new dentist, and so I picked, and I just picked one that was close to the house, and it was a chain dental place. And I went, and they're like, oh, "Well, they just like hit you with a chain or something." Can I? So I went to like a chain dental place and they gave me a teeth cleaning. I'm like, oh, and you need five crowns. And I was like, five crowns? <laughs> we need to extract what? 14 what of your about? teeth. <laughs> like, and I have no mouth pain, no, you know, 
didn't bleed when I brushed. No, nothing. And I was like, five crowns. So if I it doesn't pulled. bleed when you brush, you're not brushing hard enough. That's what I always say. <laughs> I just take a Brillo pad and just. <sighs> so I called our friend who's the pediatric dentist that we grew up with, Dr. Austin Church. If you're in the North Fort Worth area, priest, priest and church dentistry. Great guy. And I called Austin. And I was like, hey, I've got a dental question. Is it like a thing for chain places to like upsell you on services he's like oh yeah yeah it definitely is and i was like so if i don't have any kind of mouth discomfort whatsoever and they say i need five crowns he was like yeah they are clearly trying to screw you over. so the, the last three and a half years i've been like i need to get a just an independent you know family dentist guy and i wanted somebody near where i work so i could do it during my work hours and you can't go to and austin really just been kicking the can down the road for three and a half years would austin finally- not see you he does adults. Why? Well, he does kids. He doesn't do adults. Well, he won't just like make an Mark. exception. I'm not gonna ask him like, "Hey, uh, can I come in to your to your dental shop?" When your morning? sons are in the chair, you're gonna like sit down in the chair next Slide to him, in like, and be like hey, right there. I go. <laughs> so I like I was driving uh, with my partner on Monday, and it, oh. and I was supposed to be taking my kids. I took my kids today to the dentist, and so it's already been that. on my mind. And I was like. Hey, uh, do you use a dentist here in town? He's like, yeah, yeah, this guy's right down the road. He's a family dentist. He's been our dentist for years. And I was like, all right. So I go back to the office and call to make it. I was like, I'm going to make an appointment today. I'm not going to wait. And they were like, all right, we can see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this. So I was expecting like the, the grinder to be like, the, the how they're doing uh, uh dumb and dumber Lloyd Christmas <laughs> yeah. nails and dumb and dumber like okay why did we both think why time. did we both think that and that was his pedicure know. and not his mouth <laughs> and i and i said dumb and dumber before you know why because we've known each other for like like 25 years like there is why. no there, we've seen this movie together 200 times there isn't even like i would have said like okay the top five things he might say are this it that was the only option yeah. on my list okay sorry but I was expecting at least some kind of bad news. Not like, hey, we got to take all of them out, but something like, hey, you got a cavity here, or hey, you know, been a while, pal. But they're like, no, everything's good. Give me we a got a, like, We yeah. got a bleeder. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everything was good. So, and I made my appointment for it, it, immediately. I was like, hey, six put, months. Put me for six months. That's what I do. That's I, the only way to do it. Yep. You can't do the, let me go back and check my calendar. Nope. I'll get back to you because you will literally never call. Yep. They say, I don't have anything six months from now. What kind of a schedule do you think I keep? Like, right. Making appointments a, a half a year in advance. Well, and they're like, uh, do you, like, here's your little card. And I'm like, nope, it's in my phone. I got it. I'll be here. I don't even do that. Uh, I tell them, hey, you got to, if you send me a reminder, I'll show up. In other news. So that's how I do it. So great news. Dental health. <laughs> I'm gonna. No, hey. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. That's what you get. This that's is a good you picture. Get. You get a, you get a, uh, you get a mark. That's a good picture. Stop of you. it! Stop it! Oh, I, I demand that you stop it, or I'm gonna keep using f words. Hold on, I gotta say where you said that. Yeah, you do. That's your fault. That 50, is on you. I thought you would think that was a fun picture. No, I would not. Pictures of us from Honduras Rick in uh, says... 1997. No, thank you. <laughs> What okay, hold on. Do I have any other? Not of you. Pictures I guess. of me in my glasses in Honduras. You are of all cute things. in your glasses. Mark, there are like four people on this planet that have seen me in my glasses, and now you've really? shown no. all nine people that listen to this <laughs> freaking show. You and your glasses. I thought Although your that glasses. Is a good, that is a good hook to get people to watch the YouTube videos. Hey, if you want to see Rick and his goofball. No, I gotta glasses. look. Here's a here's a good one. This isn't you. This is of our friend okay. Jackson and Rob. <laughs> I 
I mean, I forgot how huge Jackson was. God. Well, there's like another the one in here. Uh, hang on. I know this is super uh, interesting. Yeah, this is the best uh, show anyone's ever listened so, to, ever. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. There's one of Jackson that uh, you you won't believe. If I can find it. And count down from 10. If I can't find it, we'll... Uh, 10, 9, oh, the pressure. 8, oh, geez. 7, oh, gosh. 6, oh, dang it. 5, oh. 4, <laughs> 3, 2, oh, please. One, I couldn't, I couldn't right. find it, but I found that one. <sighs> At least you're showing pictures of you. This is back when. Okay, so we called Mark. His nickname was Heisman, and that is a quintessential Heisman picture. Why? We called him Heisman because he, like, oh, Mark's gonna win the Heisman Trophy over here, Colonel Football Man. So we how we made fun of him. But that is a very good Heisman. Well, what did I? What was wrong with that? I had a backwards, backwards hat. hat, just looking like you're gonna smash a beer bottle on somebody's head. That's a joke for three people right there. <laughs> <laughs> Two of <them> right here. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, this is awful. Um, all right. You know how many old pictures I have, by the way? None. Not a single one. None. Zero. Where was that picture taken? I know exactly where. That's in the Waterview courtyard yep. of the look church at, we went to, the cult that we were members of. Look at Jackson. <laughs> He's, you guys were ready to go. We were graduating. Okay, yeah. uh, let's get to Dr. Gusky. Did we do it? Are we done? Let's do it. I don't know. Are we done? Yeah. Uh, here's Dr. Gusky. We talked to him about... You talked it. Not we. You. His birthday, his birthday is July 4th. <laughs> we talked to him about the Iron Curtain, the movie Schindler's List. Uh, the, okay, I gotta listen to this yeah, conversation. Yeah, the, if you talk to a, a COVID guy about the Iron Curtain, <laughs> you, it's, it all makes sense. A typical, well, <laughs> wide-ranging conversation. <laughs> the Smithsonian Indoor Air, uh, Kent Brantley. Do you know that name? I do. We talk about him. He was at ACU the same yeah, time we were. Because we talk about the Ebola virus. I never knew him, but yeah. We talk about purple air, bioaerosol, reversing low, absolute humidity, breathing moist air, and taking on big tasks. Here's Dr. Gusky. Look, I want everyone to at home to see. That's how long it took for my Mac to restart. That's unacceptable, Mac. 11 minutes and 21 seconds. Okay, but we did it. And it's just me. Rick cannot be on the call tonight. So it's just me. And we are recording. So how this works is Rick and I haven't done it yet, but we will have recorded an intro and done the whole long, huge uh, tell everybody who you are kind of thing. So I have to I have to ask, Are you? is your background because, because of me? Or is that because of you? Do you see my hat? Oh, wait. <laughs> Are you in Dallas? Yeah. Is that where you're from? Yeah. What? So I grew up in Plano. No kidding. Yeah, so it's like Reunion Arena. We call that the Green Monster. That's the the Green Monster behind you. That's my city <laughs> right there. And the, the Dallas Mavericks are like... Doing real good in the playoffs and everything, and so what part of Dallas are you from? Like the actual Dallas? Creek. Where? I live on Turtle Creek, right across from the Katy Trail. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I used to run in the Dallas Marathon every year. I probably run by your house. <laughs> what a small world! Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, so I was like, well, hold on, maybe he did, maybe he like did his research or something, and uh, and knows that. And Rick is from Dallas too. My co-host is a. Um. I need to edit this out. I need to remember. He never likes me to say, and I will. I need to make a note here. Um, let's see where we're at the bottom of the two twenty mark. He will get mad at me. Um, 
I'm just going to put you, I'm going to um, put you on, let's see. Hang on one second. Okay. Can you talk for a second? Yes. One, two, check. Here okay, we go. Good, check. Good. Now I can hear you on the Mac speaker. Okay, good. Great. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, please thank him for his service. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's not a not an easy time right now and uh but he's hanging in there and he's a detective and he's uh he's he's doing good stuff within the department. He's a he's definitely a uh, a needed voice um for for all the right uh injustices within the department. Uh, so anyway. Um cool. So um, and not just their department, just in general of all departments. Um, so, um, we normally do like a birthday guessing game, but, uh, you know, since Rick's not on here, I don't, I don't want to do the birthday guessing game. So I'll just ask you, when is your birthday? It's July 4th. What? Yes. That's crazy. That's a holiday. That's a national holiday. <laughs> Well, congratulations! So your whole life, like you just you have this, you have a fireworks show on your birthday. You're- yeah, my mom told me when when I was born, she thought the fireworks were. She was probably still under anesthesia. Right, <laughs> it was for her. Well, there you her. go. How about that? So you are, um, as far as astrological sign, we are the same. I'm I'm a Cancer, and I don't. Can we change the name to something else? <laughs> Can we do, I don't want it to be the, a disease. Can we do any name? Any other thing would be fine with me. It's like cancer. A little crab. Yeah, it would be the crab. I, guess, I mean, the crabs yeah, is, crab. yeah, it's not much better, but it's better than, I'd rather get, not much better. I'd, I'd rather get crabs than cancer, I guess. I mean, if we're being honest. So, awesome. Well, so normally what we'll do here is just have you kind of give your, you know, we've done the kind of the, uh, the formal intro, but you just kind of, in your own words, kind of Cliff's Notes version, how did you get to where you are today? Kind of tell us a little bit about your story. Okay, yeah. So I was a rural emergency physician in East Texas, and my life changed 180 degrees. It's almost as if something tapped me on the shoulder in my early 40s, for, uh, to, to inspire a whole new career path, a calling. I became the first fine art photographer to go behind the Iron Curtain and document a hidden world of the Holocaust wow. just after the fall of the Berlin Wall. And I had no idea that this was going to happen. And that was the sentinel moment of my life because since that time, I've been on a pursuit to understand why terrorism and mass destruction is with us still. And as it turns out, the core answer has to do with humanness because the way that modern life, yes, uh, dehumanizes us is at the root of why people keep succumbing to terrorism and mass destruction. And so- So hold on, I gotta stop you, I gotta hear this. How do you go from East Texas to the Iron Curtain? What, like, you just pick up the phone and say, hi, uh, can I come over to the Iron Curtain? Is that, uh, I have a flight? Like, how does that, there's got to be a story there, right? There is a story. <laughs> so, so I, I have this beautiful place out in East Texas, very tranquil, like an, almost like an artist haven on a lake, you know, on a hillside. Which lake? Do you mind me asking which lake? Because I'm sort of familiar with East Texas. Yeah, Holly Lake. My aunt, my aunt, my aunt and uncle live in Holly Lake. 
No way. I swear. <laughs> yeah, they live. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, oh my gosh. There we All go. these threads. I know. Of what the heck? And my brother's name is Jeff. And it's so, you know, what's going on? You here? know, the, there's an airport at Holly Lake, private airport. So I learned to fly and I had this great life that's crazy. out there and uh, would, would use the airplane to go to last minute scheduling crisis you know, in emergency medicine where the doctor would get sick or someone would not show up or for whatever reason, they'd, you know, I'd have a sheriff meet me at three in the morning at some remote l- runway in the right. middle of nowhere. And it was so, it was dramatic. Yeah. A great life, but it was lonesome. Right. And, uh, and so here I am, a single guy, not married. And, and so I was trying to figure out, you know, what kind of marriage I wanted to be in, you know, I'm not very religious, but I'm from a Jewish background. And so I was going to go to Israel, try to figure out what Judaism meant to me. And I was on my way back from Dallas. I would always drive in to get a haircut in Dallas. I've had the same barber for decades. <laughs> That's awesome. He's the most stable part of my life. <laughs> and, those, hey, uh, those barbers, you get, you find a good one. You got to stay with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so what happened is I'm listening to a station, you know, from being in the area, KERA, yeah. which is the NPR station. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a book being reviewed called uh, Jewish Heritage Travel. It was a, uh, a UPI bureau chief from Berlin that went behind the Iron Curtain just after the wall fell and discovered this hidden world of mass destruction that had been off limits to westernized for 50 years. And so in an instant, I'm an intuitive by nature, I decided I'm going to change gears and go not to Israel, but to Eastern Europe. And I'm going to go in the dead of winter to get as close to the suffering of what people went through. This was just after the movie Schindler's List had been mm-hmm. filmed. And through a series of coincidences, and that's always how it happens with me. It's just that way. Um, I... I stumble onto this hidden world that had been completely isolated from Western eyes for a half century during the communist era. And in Poland, as it turns out, it was so poor and the, the country was, was still dominated by the Catholic church, which was not that it was in love with Jews, but they, and there were no Jews left in essence, you know, they were all murdered out in the countryside, but at least they didn't tear down the vestiges of this destroyed civilization of Eastern European Jewry. So I made friends with a woman who would become very key to the project. She was um, my guide on a walking tour in the former Jewish quarter, you know, that was part of the movie Schindler's List. And uh, we became friends and she helped me that I I did a book, in fact, that uh, was dedicated to her. That work would end up being on Broadway and would go around. It's still known all over the world. What? Tell me what it is. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, the book is called Silent Places. And and so it documented this hidden world of the Holocaust. And, And so what touched my life starting in that moment of time was this connection to the fragility of civil society and how history can turn on a dime and the things that we take for granted when we get up in the morning that we're going to have law and order and peace and civility and and uh, predictability 
uh, versus tyranny and mass murder and the most dehumanizing types of, of lives. We, we take for granted that there's a dark side to modern life. And, and so I've been devoted to that question of why this happens since that time. And I've walked the ground of remote corners of Europe and the former Soviet Union where millions of people have been murdered in modern times. I still find bones on the ground of people murdered sometimes, and that's a bad day. And so I feel haunted by, by these tragedies that we don't see here in America, but, but they're all in modern times. The civility of our daily lives is much more fragile than we realize. So now fast forward to COVID. Right. I'm, I'm uh, doing a press tour because I, I'm fortunate to be part of my second Smithsonian show right now. I've had, uh, there was a big one at uh, the Air and Space Museum, which was kind of the centerpiece of the World War I commemoration by the Smithsonian at the Air and Space Museum. And then now I'm part of a, a large show at the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture near the White House. They took out Oprah's exhibit and put this exhibit in. Wow. I'm very, I feel very fortunate to be part of it. And, uh, and so I'm on the kind of the media circuit talking about race of all things and COVID breaks out. So is this too much information, by the way? No, this is great. There's so many things. It's like, well, uh, Dr. Gusk, I know I told you 30 minutes. This is going to be a three and a half hour interview. Uh, (laughs) uh, I forgot uh, three in there is a three and a half hours. So yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of stuff I want to get to for sure. But yes, please continue. So, Six years ago, I'm sitting across the dinner table from my best friend's brother, who is this brilliant electrical engineer that has devoted his professional life to designing indoor air sensors in hospitals around the world. And he has this network of installed sensors all over and a cloud of data coming in every day. And we had an Ebola outbreak. Do you remember? Were you in, in the so, area then? So, do you know the name Kent? Um, oh, good grief. The, he was the doctor who uh, got uh, Ebola over in Africa, and he came back. He was Time Man of the Year. Why can't I think of his last name? It's not, I don't know. It's his not name. Perkins. I, he, well, he went. To, we were in school together at, at, in Abilene. No. Yeah, so I cannot believe I can't. Think of it. I'll think of it in a I second and him. tell you. Yeah, his yeah. story. Yeah, it's a miracle. Yeah, the, the, so of course, yeah, the Ebola thing was like we all knew about it because it's like that's good, it's crazy. So Ebola, you know, you usually think of it as as not airborne and it's principally uh, contact spread, but but I think there is some component of airborne. My my friend said, you know, there's something that they're not talking about regarding the Ebola outbreak. The two days when the nurses on a consecutive days got Ebola from the patient that would end up dying were red days. And I never heard of this idea of a red day. What's a red day, Rick? And he says that based on my model, the indoor air inside Presbyterian hospital on those days was uncharacteristically dry and that viral transmission is much different in dry air indoors. And, 
you know, we don't think about the difference between outdoor air and indoor air. Right. So fast forward, I bump into him in early March doing this press circuit. I say, hey, what's up with when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wuhan, he said same thing. And, and so I start looking very intensely, very curiously. What so what, is, this is like in the fall, probably like, or not no, even, no, this is, this is in March of this year. Oh, okay. Okay. So after like the craziness has all happened. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It's all, it's starting. No, it's just starting to, to happen. Okay. It was before the shutdown. Okay. Okay. But, but the Ebola, the first nursing home, tragedy had occurred in Washington state right. in February. So Rick tells me this and I start looking into it and oh my God, a whole world of information began to open up to me. It turns out that every single hotspot, meaning mass spread was happening in association with dangerously dry indoor air huh. now how do you know that it's dangerously dry and how do you know that it's you know what the dryness is indoors so this is fascinating there is something called absolute humidity that no one has ever heard of i never heard of it before it's not reported on the weather service it's nothing to, very little to do with relative humidity which is what we hear on the weather service right. You cannot measure it at home. You cannot buy an instrument on Amazon to measure it. Just hold it up in the How air. Many things like, what is the, yeah. yeah. I mean, what can't you buy on Amazon? Right, right. What so, haven't I bought on Amazon yeah. since March? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go and scroll. Let's share my screen and scroll my orders. Like, yeah, why don't you yeah. for? Yeah, anyway. So, so it turns out that the science behind this has been around for decades, decades. I mean, there, there is an article, for example, from a very prestigious journal 11 years ago that is almost pleading with nursing home, uh, the nursing home industry to humidify indoor air inside nursing homes to cut down on influenza mortality in the most vulnerable. So you'd almost think that like the, the wet air would be like, it's just like a harbinger for the, for the virus or whatever. You want it to be dry. You think about outside dry heat and all that. It's like, oh, okay, we're safe out all here. All the things that, that we think of that are, you know, gut level and, you know, the, the, the things that are intuitive or that, that are preconceptions about, about humidity and air, it, it, you have to throw it all well, out. Well, when you way. go inside, because that's not where we're designed to be. <laughs> In, in this well, indoor circulation that, that we live 90% of our lives indoors. Right. And so, so the bottom line is that, that COVID mass spread only occurs indoors. Okay. There, to my knowledge, there's not a single case of mass spread outdoors. outside. Yeah. And hundreds and hundreds of millions of people 
across the world have escaped the pandemic. Many in the poorest countries on earth, like Bangladesh and Haiti, they have amongst the lowest COVID rates anywhere. And, and you have to ask, well, what, what's going on? You know, they don't, they don't have social distancing. You know, it's utter chaos. Right. There's no There's hand sanitizer on every corner. It, yeah. yeah, you can't, none of that. Right. You know, the, the, the sanitary conditions are very poor. Yet, what is it that they're doing that we're not doing? They don't have indoor AC, that, right? Is it the indoor like air well, circulation? There, that's a little bit of the story, but, but what it comes down to is this insight that my friend's brother shared with me six years ago. It has all of these incidences of hotspots are tied to absolute low, absolute humidity indoors. Okay. So the, the story gets, gets even more dramatic because, uh, on August 3rd, of this year, again, a coincidence, total coincidence. We, we have no way of measuring or had no way of measuring absolute humidity unless you have this very geeky specialized device. I actually bought one <laughs> from an industrial supply place and it's expensive and you can measure absolute humidity, but otherwise you can't, you couldn't. Right. And, and so I found a, a company that is associated with the weather underground, you know, the, they have the weather stations right. all over owned by IBM. This is the only pollution sensor recommended by IBM's weather underground. It's called purple air. And they measure in real time, indoors and outdoors, the very things you need to calculate absolute humidity. So I get on the phone three weeks ago today, and talk to the founder, it's based in Utah, very nice man. He was kind enough to listen to me. He never heard of the term absolute humidity, but when he realized how many lives could be saved by this, he devoted about four hours and voila, as of three weeks ago today, for the first time to my knowledge in world history, we have an ability to visualize in real time viral danger indoors so i mean like should, should hospitals schools everyone should be, be doing this in your in your house yeah yeah and and uh and so i'll tell you in a, in a second why it's so urgent so it turns out that with it's all cloud-based anyone with a smartphone can see the map for free 24 hours a day and you can, and it's color, color metric. So this, that was my idea. It's called the viral safety index map. When it's green, that means that it's 10 or above. Now, absolute humidity is not like relative and relative is just the capacity of the air to hold water. It's a percentage, right? Relative hum, or absolute humidity is the only thing that matters with COVID and it's the weight of the water in the air. And that's and how, it, and that's how it travels through the air it's like if it's a if it's a, a high absolute humidity or low absolute humidity i guess you know that then it's you're more okay that's a great question so what i i believe we're going to find out is this that that covid is principally spread by bioaerosols meaning 
cloud. It's not person to person. It's not this idea of micro droplets where a person coughs on you or is talking to you and it gets in your face. And, and, you know, we can go into that if you want, but you know, right now it's a big debate. I'm staying out of the debate with masks and social distancing and all that, because what is coming at us, in fact, today I wrote to a very well-known Senator who I've been in touch with recently. And, you know, it's kind of like weird to have the personal email. Right. <laughs> and I wasn't. Well, he's probably to... thinking that about you. He's like, I have Jeff Guskey's. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, what, so what happened is that, that I'll fast forward a, a week ago, Friday, I just by serendipity. So we had this, this viral safety index map for about 10 days. And then I, then I figured out, oh my God. You can look back in time, not just real time, but you can go back like a year and see on any given huh. day what the absolute humidity is. And I was looking at Houston. People think of Houston, as you know, being from Texas, as like cut it with a knife type of humidity, right. you know, muggy, right. uncomfortably humid. Would you believe that Houston has greater danger than Wuhan six months a year. Jeez. Yeah, it is frightening. And so, as you know, we are currently facing, we're, we're dealing with a COVID semi-lockdown since end of June, early right, July. Right. And, and it, be, it was because of three days of dangerously dry indoor air that happened in mid-June, in the most humid time of the year. It happened so is on it, June 9th. Is it dry inside? Like because people are I mean, if people put humidifiers out and things like that, is that gonna help? Like what how can oh, you Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. problem can be turned around. So so that's where the hope lies, is that so with the let me just yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, tell you sorry. The, what's coming off. at us. Right, right, right. So so June I, I make this yeah. map of Houston. I send it to the president and CEO of the Houston Methodist healthcare system, whom I've been introduced to through this high power friend who's been very concerned about this issue. And, and within an hour, his chief of infection control is on the phone. Um, the wife of this prominent Senator saw the email about the same time. Hours later, the chief of staff of the Senator calls me at home out of the clear blue. We talk for an hour. The next day, the senator calls me from home and spends over an hour on the phone with me. And, uh, and so he now has one of these sensors in his home. And, and so, what, uh, so what I learned from, the, from looking at Houston, I started looking at cities all over. And last night was, was an eye-opener because I was preparing a document for like an executive summary. And oh, my God. And you're the people on your broadcast are going to be the first to hear this publicly. We are looking at an extreme, like a COVID catastrophe that you can see with your own eyes using the viral safety index map. So if Wuhan in December was the benchmark, right. you know, with, and it was six absolute humidity and, and hotspots only occur when it's nine or below. The lower the absolute humidity, the more dangerous. And this is only indoor air that we're talking about, right? Only indoors. Right. 
the so if if what what is coming our way is what looks like an apocalyptic situation and it will be here in some places in a matter of weeks i looked last night i looked at boston and new york and in mid-september last year and last year we'll predict this year more or less uh, they were looking they had their first day of wuhan like air but what is so scary is that these places are much, much more dangerous than Wuhan. And they're all over the country. I learned on Saturday that Madison, Wisconsin is perhaps the most dangerous state capital in the country, or at least up there, because you have days where you have an absolute humidity of one. Wow. And, the, and the relative humidity outside might be in the 70s or 80s. Relative humidity is a complete deceiver. You have to throw it out right. when you think about COVID. So all of this danger can be averted by simple measures, very simple measures. It's, rema it's remarkable. So what, what we're trying to do now is to create a revolution fast. There's a town in East Texas, I won't mention the name right now, that has just placed an order for a hundred of these sensors to place in all the critical infrastructure, the nursing homes, the schools, the jail, you know, the places where the public goes. And we're going to try to get the Walmart, McDonald's, Burger King, all of the, the restaurants. And so that people can look on their phone before they go in and make sure that the indoor air is 10 or above. Now, what does 10 look like and feel like? You know North Park Mall. Yeah. You know DFW Airport. Oh, yeah. Love Field. All of those places have perfect air right now. Why and, is that? You know, Just, are they putting, like, what's the, is it, a, is it a matter of, like, how the central unit is filtering stuff? Like, what's the, or does it have to do with the outside air mixing? No, no, no. I think, I think that they're doing the right thing for, um, not the wrong reason, but, but because, there's a, a, an association called ASHRAE, which is the American Society of Heating, Refrigeration, Air Conditioning Engineers that sets standards. They've known about this for years, for years. And in fact, they have a graphic in one of the, uh, their members, a white paper on viral airborne disease. And it shows different countries. And you look at Japan, and this is made before COVID, okay? Japan has been following ASHRAE guidelines for years. Now, fast forward to COVID. Japan's wintertime air is more dangerous than Wuhan. Yet, they never got hit with the nursing homes. Right. They, they have, as of last time I looked about a week ago, a nation of 126.4 million people, they had about... 1,080 deaths since the beginning of the crisis. Wow. And most of that, of that, of those tragedies occurred after they reopened in May. It was the nursing homes never happened in right. Japan because their indoor air is like Hong Kong around the count, around the year, around the clock. Right. So Hong Kong, listen to this perfect example of, of how important this is. Hong Kong and New York city have about, the same amount of people right. within 10% in the same size landmass. 
New York City has lost almost 24,000 precious lives. Hong Kong has lost under 100. Jeez. Yep. New York is temperate. Hong Kong is tropical. The air people breathe indoors is safer because the air outdoors is safer. Right. It's not because they're wearing masks or social distancing or, I mean, maybe there's a, some benefit, I don't know, but, right. but it's principally because of the air they're breathing. And, and as it turns out, when you breathe moist air, you're safer. When you breathe dry air, you're not. There's a very important paper that came out from Yale in March that lays it out. In fact, when, when I heard from the CEO of Methodist uh, in Houston, he sent me this paper. It's like their Bible. And what this paper shows is that when we breathe moist air, our natural protections against COVID are severely impaired. We have all kinds of systems, genetic systems, mucus production, mucociliary transport, all these things. They don't work when we breathe dry air indoors. And they do work when we breathe moist air, 10 or above. Right. And it, so it's about, in fact, the chief of staff of this prominent senator had this brilliant observation. You ever feel like we're living a movie? You know, it seems so surreal. <laughs> right. He said, Jeff, do you remember the Andromeda strain? That was a Michael this Crichton like the, book, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so do you remember there, the only survivors were a baby who, whose parents were killed and the baby is crying and a drunk who's drinking sterno and right. everyone else dies. Right. And it turns out that this chief of staff was so brilliant. I won't mention his name because he nailed it. Michael Crichton's book and the, the movie was about human susceptibility. In this case with the baby, it was because the baby is hyperventilating. The blood was alkaline. With the drunk, the blood was acidotic. So the pH of the blood saved them. Huh. Normal pH made people susceptible. susceptible. Right. And that's what the story is with humidity. When we, humidity, in fact, there's a Mayo paper that calls it a non-pharmacologic antiviral. So how come, wh when will we start hearing about this? Why haven't we heard about this? You know? I have been working night and day on this and people probably think I'm a lunatic. <laughs> you know, that's how, no, really, you know, they, because everyone is, we're, our society is, has been very badly dehumanized. We, we are, we are now so accustomed to political correctness, to groupthink, to kind of, um, to not questioning things. And, and it's almost like you're an apostate. If you question, it's terrible. And everyone, the first question they ask, or I won't mention any names, but why aren't the medical bureaucrats telling us this? Right. Well, it turns out the medical bureaucrats come right out of the virology world. This literature has been in the virology literature for decades. It's painful to see. They knew about this. For example, this is this. Can I give you one example sure, sure. with this viral safety yeah. index? You remember the nursing home in Washington State, Kirkland, across from Seattle, was the first tragedy. They had 
the first death and then it was revised, but it was end of February and residents, staff, visitors got COVID. A lot of people died. It was really tragic. Seattle's the last place on earth you'd think would be dry, right? Right, right. You know, human, I went to med school there. Yeah. Turns out with, with the ability, with the purple air sensors, and there's one in Kirkland, Washington, you can precisely view what the absolute humidity was during the tragedy. And guess what? Those people were breathing air that was like twice as dangerous as Wuhan. So for the people listening that are that are like, well, hang on a second. So it, like my wife, you know, runs the the essential oils, the humidifiers all over the place. Is is the, is it as simple as is that running those kind of moist air moisturizers? Yes, it is. It's a, it's as simple as that. And but you have to get the numbers right. So right. for people who can and I have no commercial attachment to Purple Air. I'm just saying this as a humanitarian gesture right. and, and out of, because I care. Right. If, if people can afford to go online, buy a purple air sensor, get it now because there'll probably be a run on these. Right. And that will tell you with precision what your absolute humidity is. And if it's 10 or above, COVID hotspots all but disappear and don't reappear. If you can't do that, very simple solution. You buy a cheap uh, hygrometer on Amazon or Best Buy or Walmart. The one I use, and I've tested a bunch of them, is $12 on Amazon. It's by Govee, G-O-V-E-E. It's fast. It's pretty accurate. And you keep the indoor air between 50 and 60% around the clock. And if you do that, that's relative humidity, but that's a rough approximation. Your light, if you if you're in that zone, you're almost certainly going to be ten or above on the absolute humidity. I think we have. I think we have one of these. I'm Good. Looking, I'm looking at it. I don't Great. know. I don't know. I think. What's we, your humidity? Well, hold on. Can I go look real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Please. I'm really curious. Okay, so it's not a Govi, and I don't know. Oh, it does, as long as it's accurate. Well, and it's a it's it's a ThermPro. And it's just up at the top right. It just says dry. So I don't know what that means. What's the percentage? It oh no! Say. Oh no! No, that's not good. Not that. That's not good. It says forty. Oh, that's what it is. Forty percent. Yeah, forty. So you're oh, low. Geez, right, the biggest number on there. So it needs to be between. It needs to be around fifty, 50 and sixty. Okay. And and so. So it doesn't matter how you do it. You can, if people have no humidifier and they, let's say they have an apartment or, and they're, you can go on Amazon and for $50 or even less, you can get a humidifier. I recommend the evaporative humidifier because it doesn't put out calcium and, you know, it gets on stuff right, on your right, furniture. Right. And, but um, you, you have to figure out what your square footage is and then you buy a humidifier that will cover that square footage. You can get for $150, you can get a, a humidifier that will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Jeez, yeah. And, that's and not you as, can, that's, my house isn't that big. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, so it's not that expensive yeah. and it's potentially life saving. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been very interesting. I hate that we're, we're out of time here, that we didn't even get to like seven things that I wanted to talk about. Would there be 
if uh i don't know i've you, you seem like you're very busy is this something where we could have you back on like later in the year maybe i would be honored okay great especially really if we could honored. have rick on because i'm sure rick would love to be a part of this as well so um yeah so your listeners do what you will with this information do your own research look it up and uh really appreciate you being on with the dallas connections and the holly lake what the heck so um, let, let me, let me ask you this. We always ask our, our guests this question, and this doesn't have to have anything to do with anything we just talked about, but what is something that you, uh, enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable, like a hobby or just something that you just look forward to? It, you know, I, I'm purpose driven. Like I, I'm a workaholic, have been for years. And so I like to take on big tasks and this right now is one that help is going to help humanize and rehumanize our country because people have to feel safe right. to be human right Absolutely. and so that gives me great joy and and it, and also in keeping with that you know I'm very tuned in during this crisis to helping people to feel safe you know little things right I know that's not exactly, a, you know, no, but I understand what you're you saying. Want, yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, I'm an artist and I still practice medicine. Yeah. I do both. And I just live in this space of, of per, you know, focus, focus, focus all the time. Right. And it's a bit, it's, it's a bit uh, lonely sometimes, right. but it's <laughs> meaningful. Right. Well, I'm going to go uh, talk to my wife about all of of this stuff and so uh, remember 50 to, 50 60. to 60 and like i mean the Round school the, the school districts need to know about this absolutely what you're going to hear from this east texas town very soon is that mothers are not going to drop their kids off at school if until they check their phone the right. purple air map and, and look at the viral safety index make sure it's green hmm. and the walmart and the burger king and and it, we're going to see a revolution of hope because what this enables us to do, Mark, is to go on offense against the right, virus. Right. We're fighting an enemy that we have not been able to see. Now we can see the enemy and fight. Right. It's a game changer. It gives us realistic hope. And we can get this under control quickly and save many, many, many lives and reopen the economy. Awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's all, there's a lot of things to unpack there and now and then the interview's over. All right. Well, Hey, I really appreciate it. Thanks for being patient with me at the beginning and Thank hanging you. on. Um, I will let you know, I'm going to, I have a couple of shows in, in the can, but I might, I might actually preempt some and, and get this one out uh, here in the next week or so, hopefully no later. Than I think that. you're so, going to hear about it in the news because it's so urgent. Yeah. Um, the, the information about the city I sent this Senator, you know, I told you earlier, right. uh, this list and it is frightening when you see what's coming, it, it's just scary. And yeah. Dallas is going to be hit starting in October and it will last through May. So, yeah. And then everyone in Texas is like, well, so much for football season. It's like, if we, we put humidifiers in to say football season, we'll do whatever we need to do. Oh, you know, so it doesn't matter afterwards. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Football season. Fine. Yeah. Well, but yeah, if everyone's sick the, the and they can't go play football because they're inside yeah. and it's, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, I, I really appreciate your, your time and uh, I will, I'll send you the right. link when the audio, this will be audio and there'll be a, a, a YouTube link as well for the video. Thank you. So awesome. All right. Thank have you. a good night. We'll talk to you soon. You too. Bye-bye, right. Mark. Right. Thank you. Right. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast.
All right, that was Dr. Gusky. He's great. Take that for what it's worth. Do you some research. Uh, I've I talked to lots of people about that conversation. <laughs> Add that to the bragging montage. I talked to lots of people. I talk. I talked to lots of people after that interview. Like, have you heard of this? Is this a thing? And uh, it's it's very interesting. Uh, it's uh, it it. it Makes some sense uh, when you talk to him. So uh, you... hey, 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 the humidity in my house is. Can you see? Because of the glare, fifty percent. Hey, I, I forgot that I can do that with my canary camera. How about look at me? That? I don't even need to listen to this doctor. I know everything there is to know. <laughs> well, we have humi- We've bought humidifiers. Like I came out of this conversation and I went into the gym. And I was like. Have you heard of this? We need to talk about this. And like we talked about it, started looking stuff up, and we started like she's like, "Oh, some great stuff from your crackpot show." Yeah, she like we started. I gotta wear orange glasses right. and get a humidifier. <laughs> Not eating meat. Now I am eating meat. What am I supposed to do here? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, uh, we, okay. We just booked a show for like November twenty third. Did you get the email I sent you? The lady reached oh. out to me, and I'm like, hey, listen, I don't do any of that. I just show up for the recording. Okay, listen, this is how that works. I just I don't check the email very often. When I do, I go through, and I'm like, hey, here's the app, or here's the link to schedule. Here's the link to schedule. And okay. I remembered seeing that, but then I don't remember responding to it. So would you mind? I'd like everyone to know, I am right now checking my Simply Human Gmail for the first time in about two weeks. Oh, hey. I, will you hang on. forward it to me again, and I will. I'm forwarding out. it to you. We got Sean oh. McCormick. Okay, on the this schedule. is another thing I don't like about the Gmail interface. I like it. You don't like it. Let's see, Mark, the Simply Human Lifestyle one or the other one? Uh, Simply Human Lifestyle. That's what I'm looking okay. at right now. That is, she's. It's titled, titled "Gently Bugging You About This Person." Oh, 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 Sean McCormick. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. She, that's okay. the one that just uh, uh, got on the books oh. for November 23rd. Okay. So we did it. She must have, like, responded or emailed me as well. Um, she was very nice. This is this is how you get someone to respond to you. She writes, I know you're busy. I hope this email finds you well. In case you read the other emails nope. and have been swamped, I'd love nope. to help get nope. Sean McCormick on your podcast. Let me know the best way to make it happen, or tell me to buzz off. Thanks. I thought that was funny. So I wrote back, hey, let's get him Just fax her a, fi- a picture of the middle finger. <laughs> buzz off! <Yeah. laughs> All right, so that's it. I have two shows that I need to get up before this show. I went on like a rampage and did like three shows in a row all at once, and then I haven't done one. Both of our viewers want to see. Our, we're getting tons of views. Our like video views are getting like four views. I was like, wait, <laughs> do you have a different like account than I have? Nope. Like, no, it's like no my uh, my Dallas Mavericks uh, uh, get ready video. Uh, we had a friend who was like, hey, I'm about to make this video go viral, and it went from like 32 to 64. <laughs> Listen, I run a Facebook group. Lots of people in the neighborhood. You're so. this, you're about to be famous, baby. I think oh, he's uh, one of our only listeners, by the way. I think I he still listens. I don't think he listens. But... Uh, Emperor Palpatine. Okay, we are done <laughs> with this show. We are. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, thanks for the invitation. 
Uh, yeah, you're welcome. I'm just kidding. You <laughs> <actually> <laughs> <didn't bite> me. <laughs> I'm picking up your sarcasm. I'm not sure why. <laughs> so until next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.